Welcome to Faith Life Fellowship Podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. Today, Dr. Forrest reminds us, don't stop believing God for the impossible in your life. All right, say it with me. We're a church growing and thriving, overflowing with love, strengthening the family, transforming the community, impacting the world, where every member is a minister and a church alive is worth the drive. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to talk about this. Don't stop believing God for the impossible in your life. And when I say that, I mean that the impossible would become possible. Amen. Don't stop believing God for the impossible in your life. Many of us here have dreams that we believe that God spoke into our hearts some longer ago than others. But if you've been walking with the Lord for any length of time at all, you've probably got something in your heart that you believe God called you to do for Him. Amen? First Timothy 1.9 makes it real clear in the New King James Version. I use this scripture all the time. I memorized it without actually memorizing it. I have spoken this scripture so many times, I now have it memorized. Amen. It says, Who, that is God, has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Amen. I get to say it again. Before time began. Hallelujah. It has such a sci-fi sound to it. Amen. Hallelujah. That means before the universe was created, before time itself existed, God saw you, He knew your name, and He had a calling for your life. Amen. And the moment you were conceived in your mother's womb, that dream that He had for you, hidden in the ages, was placed into your little heart. And at some time in your life, you became aware that you had a calling, you had a purpose. Amen. You know why? Because you do. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So whether it was a word from God, a vision, a dream, or something that just keeps stirring on the inside, it's the thing that drives us. It's the thing that moves us. It's the thing that consumes our thoughts more often than not. After all, in order for that dream to come to pass in your life, you have to believe God to bring about the impossible in your life. Amen? If it doesn't take the impossible to achieve, then you could do it in your own strength and you would get the glory and not God. Amen? That's why it's important for you to believe God for the impossible to happen in your life. Amen? But if it's something that's not going to happen unless God gets directly involved... It's probably a God dream. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, real quickly, I'm going to give you my top four reasons why people don't believe God or stop believing God for the impossible in their lives. Number one, when they size up the task at hand, what it is that God has called them to do, they look at who they are in the natural and not who they are in the power of God. Amen? And many times, they give up before they ever start. Gideon was tempted in this way. Let's read it in Judges chapter 6. Now, Gideon was called of God to deliver the nation of Israel from the oppression 
of the Midianites. So that's the setting. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Amen. And if you keep reading the passage, Gideon goes on to say to the Lord, Our tribe is the least of all the tribes of Israel. Our family is the least in our tribe. And I am the least in my family. In other words, he was saying, In all of Israel... I represent the most insignificant and unqualified person you could have chosen. Thank God Gideon was finally persuaded to see himself as the deliverer that God had called him to be. And he delivered the Israelites out of seven years of bondage to the Midianites. Number two reason that people stop believing God for the impossible in their lives. When tough times come, they begin to wonder if they really heard from God at all. They begin to doubt the call of God on their lives. Joseph had a dream. He had a dream from God, but there were times when he wondered if that dream was ever going to come to pass. Psalm 105, verse 17 through 19. I love this. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters, he was laid in iron. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Now that's a really curious verse. But here's what it says to me. If you got a dream from God, if God has given you a word, if he's given you a vision, and it's really a dream from God, There will come a time in your life when that dream will be tested, when that dream will be tried. And it will test you in this sense. Are you really going to hold on to the Word of God? Or are you going to look at all the circumstances that say this will never come to pass in your life? Which is it going to be? There will come a time in your life when that happens, when your dream is tested, when it is tried. Amen. You know, but you need to rise up and say, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how many irons they shackle around my feet or how deep a dungeon they put me in. If God said, I'm going to rule and reign one day, then I'm going to rule and reign one day because God said it, not for any other reason. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number three reason that people stop believing God for the impossible in their lives. They begin to think that too much time has passed since they received their word from God and it's no longer possible for God to fulfill his word. You know, time has a way of eroding our confidence in God's ability to pull off the things that we've been believing God for for a lifetime. Amen. But I got some wisdom for you. I studied space and time for a while. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 that God is the author of time. And if God is the author of time 
and he was the one who gave you the dream in the first place, how is it that time can stop God from producing in your life what he promised he would produce? Amen. Hallelujah. Time is not an obstacle to God. I promise you, from his perspective, there's plenty of time. Amen. Hallelujah. Abraham and Sarah were tempted in this way. Now, remember, God spoke to Abraham when he was 75 and Sarah was 65 that they were going to have a baby. And their descendants would be more than the stars in the night sky, the dust in the desert or the sand on the seashore. An innumerable multitude will come from you, saith the Lord. That was 75 and 65. Fast forward to Genesis chapter 18. Now Abraham is 99 and Sarah is 89. So it's even more impossible now than the first time he spoke it to them. Amen. And God comes and visits them and says, this time next year, Sarah is going to have a baby. Just like I promised. You and Sarah, not you and Hagar or you and anybody else. Abraham, you and Sarah are going to have a baby. And the Bible says they both laughed. And basically said, are you kidding me? Have you seen this old guy? Or have you seen her lately? You telling me she's going to be passionate? She's going to have all the stuff that needs to happen in her body to produce a child? You got to be bagging me. But God said, it's time. And she's going to have a baby. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know the rest of that story. Praise the Lord. So the three that I have mentioned so far top reasons why people stop believing God for the impossible in their life. The first three that I've talked about are all kind of related in that they all involve elevating circumstances above the word that the Lord has given unto you. Amen? But the last one, number four, is a category that stands all by itself. Number four. Another reason people stop believing God for the impossible in their life is they have accomplished many or all of their lifelong dreams and think that there are no more big dreams to be dreamed. Let me give you some examples that should be familiar to you. Michael Jordan and six NBA titles. Michael Jordan helped the Chicago Bulls win back-to-back NBA titles in 1991 92 and 93 people said it couldn't be done but they did it with his leadership they did it and then what did Michael Jordan do he turned to play professional baseball because he was looking for a challenge he was looking for another dream that he might achieve well it didn't work out so guess what he goes back to the Chicago Bulls and helps the Bulls win back-to-back NBA titles in 1996, 97, and 98. Praise God. Hallelujah. Talk about an overachiever. Amen. But point I wanted you to see there was when he won the first three titles, he's like, what else is there for me to do? I'm going to do something different. I need to excel at something different. He was looking for a new dream. Amen. And God said, wait a minute. Let's recycle the other one. They said it couldn't be done three back to back. Let's do it again. Because surely the odds against that are astronomical. Yet they did it. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
All right, how about Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos? Bill Gates, co-creator of Microsoft. Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon. Uh, check their current net worth. As of last night, Bill Gates is worth $90.2 billion. Jeff Bezos, $98.6 billion. So, other than being the world's first trillionaire, what kind of financial goals can these guys dream of achieving? I mean, what other bigger dream is there for guys like that? I wonder. I'll finish it off with something very near and dear to my heart. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, the first two human beings to walk on the moon in the summer of 1969. I will never forget it. I was 14 years old, and I watched on my fuzzy black and white TV as men walked on the moon for the first time in history. I was captivated. And then I read that Neil and Buzz, when they got back, both entered into a profound time of depression because after you go to the moon and do something no other human has ever done in the history of mankind, what kind of dream can you dream beyond that? Go to Mars? Well, we're still at least 20 years away from going to Mars. So what do people do that have already accomplished a lot of or all of their dreams? I'm here to tell you, if your life is submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, if God is your Father, there are always more mountains to climb and bigger dreams to dream. Amen? God is the author of big dreams, and if you think you can outdream God, you got another think coming. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, I want to share a portion of my testimony, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be self-indulgent here because this is something that I deal with. You know, most of my childhood dreams have been fulfilled. The only one that hasn't been fulfilled was I dreamed one day that I would fly in space. And I've got that dream on the shelf right now because the Lord told me to put it on the shelf and he gave me another dream. Amen? In junior high, I used to read books about flying jet fighters and dream of one day flying jet fighters. And in the summer of 1989, I was in a fighter jet flying over the desert of New Mexico at about 300 feet at 600 miles an hour. I was number four in a four-ship formation, and I was in the back, which would allow me to lag back and pour on the afterburners to catch up or dip down a little lower than the rules allowed. Actually, we were supposed to be no lower than 500, but we were <laughs> dipping down to two and 300 feet. And I'm telling you what, it was a rush. But I remember as if it was yesterday, I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, I always dreamed that I would do this. And now here I am actually doing it. Thank you, Jesus. But my point is, a lot of dreams in my life have been fulfilled except for that one. So what does a guy like me do? Amen. Back in 1997, Trish and I were children's workers at Word of Life Center Church in Shreveport. We were teaching third graders. And we had begun a fledgling prison ministry. And I had begun flying for the Air Force Reserve at Barksdale Air Force Base. We had suffered a series of setbacks in 1995 and 96. And it seemed to us that many of the dreams we had for ministry and for my flying career weren't getting a whole lot of traction. In fact, it seemed like our dreams were progressing at a snail's pace. Anybody else felt like that before? 
And in the midst of all this, I was driving home from the base one day when the Lord arrested me with the following words. Now listen to me. The Lord has spoken to me audibly one time in my life in the summer of 1991. That's a different story altogether. But there are times when the Lord will speak to you with what I call the audible voice on the inside. It is so loud, there is no doubt that the Lord is speaking to you. And you can tell exactly what he's saying to you. And this is what he said to me. I'm driving home, really minding my own business. I was praying in the spirit under my breath, which is my habit when I'm driving. And the Lord said, believe me for the impossible and I will do it. I was like, whoa, where did that come from? And he said it again. Believe me for the impossible and I will do it. Now, I have to tell you, at the time, I was facing significant obstacles in my flying career. And Trisha and I were facing equally impossible odds in our ministry dreams. Still, we took those words to heart and we plotted on. We knew we were where we were supposed to be and were faithful to put our hands to whatever the Lord had given us to do at the time, no matter how insignificant it might have seemed to others. I flew for the reserves in, in a somewhat hostile environment. I was constantly fighting a general who did not want me in his unit. We taught third graders, and we ministered in the state prisons in northwest Louisiana. But fast forward 18 years, and our faithfulness had borne fruit in ways we had never dreamed possible. Trish and I had been promoted in ministry and were running the two-year Bible school at Word of Life Center Church in Shreveport. I had retired from the reserves at the rank of lieutenant colonel in spite of that general. With almost 6,000 hours of flying time in 12 different aircraft, had completed my Ph.D. in engineering and was director of the Technology Transfer Center for Louisiana Tech University. Our prison ministry had grown to the point that we were running a two-year Bible school inside the prison. We had too much on our plate, and we had to turn it over to another minister to run. I began to wonder if I might need to rest on my laurels a bit take a few more things off my plate. And I had people all around me telling me that I needed to do that. You've done enough, they said. Take time to coast for a while. Take up golf. Relax a little bit. Stop trying so hard. You see, I got a reputation of being an overachiever. Why waste time and energy on anything else that seems grandiose or extremely hard to achieve? But God would not let me stay in that non-dreaming state for long where I wasn't believing God for anything. Because that's not the way He created you to be. He created you to dream big dreams for Him. Amen. Amen. There were other dreams to be dreamed, other mountains to climb, and other goals to achieve. Once again, the Lord spoke to me. I began to hear a voice in my ear, sometimes during worship, sometimes during reading the scriptures, sometimes while I was daydreaming, sometimes while I was driving, I kept hearing this same word over and over and over again. Again, it was that inward audible voice. And this is what I heard. You are known in heaven as one that does not give up easily. Don't stop believing God for the impossible in your life. So I finally asked the Lord, why, Lord? 
This is such a persistent thing. Why do I hear it over and over and over again? And the Lord told me that he sent an angel to keep reminding me not to take my faith off the line, but to always have something in front of me that I was believing God for. Something that was impossible. Something that without his direct involvement would never, ever come to pass. Glory to God. Something you can't do in your own strength, in your own power. If you're out of dreams and all of your dreams have been fulfilled, or most of them have been, you got a couple on the shelf, it's time to ask God, give me another big dream that's way bigger than me, because I need to exercise my faith and do something great for God. Amen. And now, many years later, I confess to you that I had let that mandate drift in my life. Don't stop believing God for the impossible in your life. After 10 years as director of Word of Life School of Ministry, with my wife as my administrative assistant, Trish and I had become content. We had a good gig. I had retired from flying, had become a university professor, a technology center director, and a Bible school director. Trish was my assistant at the Bible school, and she was using her organizational gifts to help me run the school. Thank God for my wife. I couldn't have done it without her. Our combined salaries put us well into six figures. We would have been happy to do this for the rest of our lives. That is until the summer of 2015. When the Lord reminded me that I had stopped believing God for the impossible in my life. And it was time to dream another dream. Amen. And God supernaturally led us here to Wilmington, North Carolina to pioneer this church. Amen. Amen. Over 2014 and 2015, I received 12 specific prophetic dreams leading me to this city to start this church. Now, I came here just so that everybody knows at the invitation of another startup church to help them get going. And we were there for a while, but things didn't work out because the vision that Trish and I had for a church was far different than what they had. It was what I call vision clash. Now, we parted on good terms, but it was clear to me that if Trish and I were going to accomplish this new dream that he placed in our hearts, it would have to be a work of our own. Amen? So we started with four people, me, Trish, Russ, and Frankie, to build this church. Amen? We are just celebrating our two-year anniversary last November. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, I applied four times for the astronaut program. Never got accepted. It's something that's on the shelf. You know, something I'm just believing God. Okay, if NASA's not the way, then take me there yourself, Lord. You know, but I believe you spoke to my heart that one day I'd fly in space. You know, and I'm believing I'll do it in this life. You know, (laughs) you know. Because we're all eventually going to fly in space, you know. But I want to do it in this life and come back to talk about it and give God the glory. Amen. But, you know, ever since I got my last rejection letter from NASA in uh, 2009, I've been in search of another dream. I just didn't realize it. And in 2014 and 2015, the Lord stirred in our heart the vision of faith, life, fellowship. And that was the dream that he had for me. I believe it's even greater than my dream of one day flying in space. He's given me a new dream and he's given us the ability 
and the power and the anointing and the people to help us bring this dream to pass. This impossible dream. People have told me in the two and a half years that we've been here, when they find out what kind of church that we wanted to start, one that preaches the word strong, boldly, and allows the Spirit of God to float freely, I cannot count the number of people that have told us, you can't have that kind of church in Wilmington. But we already do. And it's only going to get bigger and better and greater for the glory of God. Hallelujah. So I believe this is the word of the Lord to Faith Life Fellowship Church for 2018. Don't stop believing God for the impossible in your life. Amen. I challenge you to pray differently than the way you have been praying. If God has given you a vision, a dream, a word, or a prophecy, or He's just stirring some things in your heart, whatever it might be, go to God with that picture or that word as the basis of your prayer. 1 Timothy 1.18 says, Paul says to his protege, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. What kind of warfare are you talking about, Brother Scott? The warfare involved when God gives you a dream that's impossible. And every devil in hell and every circumstance around you says that that dream will never come to pass. You need to hold up the word of the Lord and say, This is what the Lord said to me, and this is what's going to happen to me in the name of Jesus. Not because of the circumstances, but because God is true to His word. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's resolve to be a people that hold forth the things that God has shown us concerning our destiny, concerning our calling. And let's expect God to follow through and bring them to pass. Amen. Amen. Consider the Virgin Mary when the angel came to tell her, you're going to be the mother of the Messiah. Luke chapter 1, verse 35 through 38. And the angel answered after she said, how can this be? I, I haven't been intimate with a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Listen to Mary's response. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Let's be like Mary and say to him boldly in prayer, Be it unto me, Lord, this year, even as you have shown it unto me in your word and in the vision that you gave me. Be it unto me according to your word this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can I hear a woohoo? Amen. Hallelujah. So. Let 2018 be the year that you start believing God again for the impossible in your life. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message on Don't Stop Believing God for the Impossible in Your Life. If you'd like to hear more about Faith Life Fellowship and access more of Dr. Forrest's teachings, you can visit our website at gofaithlife.com. Also, Visit and like our Facebook page at Faith Life Wilmington. We believe in God the Father. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And He's given us new life.
We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that he conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And he's coming back again.